0: You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast, sex and relationship advice you can use tonight.
1: Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Ware, here with my lovely other half, Dr. Jess.
0: Well, hello. I have a question for you. How, how are your stress levels right now?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. Not very high. Really? Yeah.
0: On a one to ten.
1: Today, I'm like a three.
0: Okay. What's your baseline?
1: (laughs) A seven. No. (laughs) That's
0: what I was going (laughs) to say.
1: The last six months, probably like a five.
0: Okay. And Uh, lifetime, like adult lifetime?
1: Adult lifetime, probably, yeah, probably like a six to seven.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't
1: realize before how high my baseline was until I started to pay attention to it and you know, recognizing some of the feelings that I would feel on a regular basis. The, the, you know, the butterflies in my stomach, I was like, oh, it's, I'm hungry or it's whatever. No, it's like, man, this is stress.
0: And has your stress overall come down over the last few years as you become more aware of that?
1: Uh, yes, it has. But I mean, it's obviously spiked at different points because of different things that have happened. Like I remember, you know, the uncertainty when the the pandemic first started, like, yeah, it was a bit more stressed out. I remember having some pretty intense dreams those first like four or five weeks or six weeks of the pandemic when it started um and then there have been other things that have happened over the last handful of years that have caused pretty significant spike in stress
0: but today you're a three
1: today i'm a three man
0: why are you feeling good
1: you know i don't know i woke up early got in um did a bit of work and then got in a good workout which i wasn't expecting Mm. and after uh, a
0: six hour time change last night
1: yeah after like a really big time change and uh just in a general good mood So I'm just going to keep rolling with it.
0: Well, I'm here to ruin it. No, I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you.
0: No, there just seems to be a lot of stress in the world, like the headlines, the tragedy. And I'm finding that I'm receiving more and more messages from people in distress about life, but particularly about relationships. And so that's why I asked about stress, because I'm curious, like, does the world feel more stressed right now?
1: Yeah. Well, when I start thinking about the headlines that I read in the news every day, I am... Like a six. So right now I'm. So let's bring you back down. I'm at at like a four and a half right now. So where are we going with this?
0: No, I'm going to keep you. Bring you right back down. Well, (laughs) so basically, I've just received kind of an onslaught of messages in the last. I want to say ten. Days or so from people who are really stressed out and more than anything struggling in their relationships. So I've received a whole bunch of messages around infidelity. For others, it's kind of prolonged emotional disconnection from their partner. For some, it's about compatibility related, oftentimes to monogamy versus non-monogamy. And all these people, although each story is is so unique uh, and so challenging, they're really all in the same place of kind of wavering between how do we make this relationship work, but also they're. Trying trying to figure out if they can make it work.
1: Mm. So there's some heavy questions.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. Of course, not everyone is open to therapy. Not everyone has access to therapy from a practical, from a relational, from a financial perspective, even just access, right? Some people are in places where they can't find a therapist who meets their needs. So a number of people have been asking for strategies, uh, for coaching tips to kind of get started at tackling these big relationship issues. And of course, you know, there's no one size fits all approach. And for many of them, they're kind of just asking to deal with themselves. I admire this so much. A lot of people are just asking like, how do I deal with the triggers? How do I manage my mood? Mm. How do I deal with what I'm feeling, even if I can't fix the relationship first? So, you know, sometimes I'll share different mindfulness approaches or meditation approaches, other tools, but Eventually, when they get to the point where they want to kind of talk amongst themselves, talk to their partner, uh, I've been sharing different conversations they can have. Again, because it does not replace therapy, but some people just want to get started on their own. So I've got these three conversations that I often use more for preventative work or when people run into kind of small issues of conflict. And some of them have taken these questions and they start to write down their answers and then they set time aside to kind of go over what they've jotted down with their partners and discuss them in greater detail. And then some of them, will actually take these tools to a therapist. So they're actually taking Mm. the tool into therapy and having the therapist help facilitate the conversation, which I think is really cool. I know not all therapists will like this approach, right? Some people don't want to take some sort of formula that isn't theirs. But some people are, some therapists obviously are super open to using tools that clients bring in and adapting them so I that's what I want to do today because it's a bit of a quickie episode because we had some tech issues. <laughs> so we're going to do a, a quickie episode and I'm going to share this approach. Again, it's not therapy. It's just one way to have some meaningful conversations when you're feeling stuck or when you feel like the relationship is in jeopardy. And I think it's their conversations, but they're also self-reflection. So even if your partner isn't willing to engage at this moment in time, I think it's still super useful and it doesn't only apply to intimate relationships and basically these conversations go why how and what so why how what the why is where we start it's so important and it's really asking yourself why why do you want to work on this relationship why do you value it why do you care about your partner or this person or a friend what are the qualities that you appreciate, that you admire, that you value. So why do you want to work on it? Why do you value it? Why do you care about either this person or this relationship? And to me, the why lays the foundation for shared goals, right? Improving the quality of the relationship as a team, hopefully if you can get them to come to the table, and allows you to kind of state your intention to invest in the relationship. I think that's a really good place to start. And you're really good at this, I noticed. we We had a fight the other night.
1: Yes, we did. It's
0: my fault, <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
1: I don't think it was your fault. I'm sure I took... I'm responsible for a large part of it, but yes, we had an argument.
0: Yeah, if you count 9% as large, maybe.
1: <laughs> think you're giving me too much credit, but please continue. No, and I mean, it, it wasn't
0: good. Like, I was feeling... Really bad. And what I noticed was you said to me a couple times, we're going to work this out. And I was like, you freaking jerk. I hate you right now, but thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for saying that. Um, (laughs) So I think the why is important to kind of always start from. And if you were to ask me the why, like, well, why do I want to work on this relationship? Why do I value it? Why do I care about you? Those are very easy questions to answer, even In the heat of anger, even when I'm super triggered, even when I go to that place that is, and I'll own this for myself, not for anyone else, where I'm totally unreasonable, where I'm like just so irate. I was, again, picture that angry rhino with the steam coming out of their nose Mm. and that's me. Even if I'm not yelling and screaming, that's what I'm feeling. So I think the why is so, so important. Like If you're simply trying to resolve multiple issues without clearly highlighting the reason why you're doing it. It's easy to lose sight of your goal, right, which is to work together for a more fulfilling relationship or to work on yourself for a more fulfilling relationship.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of focusing on what you can do to change as opposed to focusing in on somebody else. But thinking back about that argument that we had the other night, me making that comment to you was definitely an assurance that, you know, you know this is important. Why? This is important to me. This relationship matters. In the heat of the moment, it's not that it was difficult to say that, hmm. but it wasn't something that, you know, immediately kind of popped into my mind when I, when we were having that, that argument, I remember thinking I need to, number one, this, I do value, I do value this relationship very much, but I also want you to know that like in this moment, I want you to know that this matters. We're going to get through this and we'll figure out a solution. And did
0: did I respond positively or was I Yeah,
1: No, you did respond positively, (laughs) but that also wasn't the behavior that, that we entered into this relationship that I had. Like I remember being in this relationship at the very beginning and getting into an argument, and for whatever reason, growing up, like when it, when there was an argument, you dug in, and I know I still do a lot of this, but it's like you dig in, you defend your position, you defend, you know, your 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 yeah, just your position. You sorry. get a little
0: aggressive, not you, now, but I remember. No, when but we I first mean, met.
1: yeah, kind of get, getting aggressive. I guess isn't the word I would use, but being very stubborn, but then also firing back. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, I I learned growing up that it was like you fired back if somebody fired at you even if that that argument was i I know i'm not articulating well but the idea that hey you did this wrong well my response immediately as growing up was well you did that wrong Mm. do you know what i mean so now it was just like okay sit in this for a minute okay yeah yeah i did that wrong no 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 that's that's right this this relationship's important we're going to work through this i want you to know this this matters let's let's continue
0: i mean i don't think that was your tone (laughs)
1: was it not it might not have been no for sure
0: but i think that that why is so important can you clarify why this issue is important why you want to have this discussion and i think this guides the conversation and helps to improve understanding and i think it also can in the long run in the big picture help to reduce arguments because you might realize that your why maybe it's not reasonable or maybe Mm. the issue may not be worth arguing about right but if we can go back to why we want to work on it why you value it why do you care about your partner? And I'm thinking specifically about all these cases I've been receiving and messages as of late. Do you have to figure out, does the why exist? Like, do you want to work on this relationship? Do you value it? And yes, people value relationships for many reasons. Like maybe we've, we've put in 15 years together. We have three beautiful kids. We have this beautiful life. But are, is that enough?
1: Well, is that, does that why matter? Like, do you think it matters? We've put in 15 years. Is that a good why?
0: I think, I think in the right context it is. I Mm -hmm. think in other contexts it isn't. So Mm -hmm. if you're making each other miserable and you just continue to hurt each other and you roll your eyes when they walk in the room and kind of everything they do pisses you off, I think you got to go back to the drawing board. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. you need to break up, but I don't know that the why of, well, we have a great life, you know, we're a successful family, we've got three beautiful kids, that may not be enough. So I think you have to figure out you know, what your real why is, and does it align with your values? And that kind of goes to, I guess, some pre-work, which is knowing what really matters to you, which is hard in a culture that kind of dictates what ought to matter for us. But mm-hmm. I, I think this is a good way to start, okay? So we've done the why, and then the how. And when I say how, I'm not talking about solutions. I'm talking about feelings. So how are you feeling, right? Oftentimes in arguments, we focus on winning or making a point, or as you said, returning fire. And we don't address the real issues. And to me, those issues are the feelings we're experiencing, like the ones we maybe don't want, and the feeling or feelings that we're craving. So what am I feeling? What do I want to be feeling? Hmm. So, you know, vulnerable emotions often show up as anger, right? Instead of admitting that we're scared, that we're nervous, that we're insecure, that we feel unstable. that we're- Check. <laughs> <laughs> Here's mine. Emotionally exhausted. We express <laughs> anger. Because yeah. it feels safer, it feels more powerful. it's it's a learned behavior from when we were younger.
1: I think for me it, it's it's the it, it was my default. It was the masculine default. It's like I'm not vulnerable. I'm not afraid. I'm not you know embarrassed or shameful. It's like I'm angry. Mm-hmm. right? And now it's like, no, no, no. strip away the anger for a second. what are, What do you really feel? And it's hard to get to that those root feelings sometimes, but it feels good when you do get to them.
0: yeah, and I think so many of us kind of grew up in spaces where you could be happy, sad or angry. And that was kind of it. And anger was the one that won in many of our households, in many of our, Mm -hmm. you know, family of origins. Where anger was the one that overpowered everything else. So we go to anger and I notice that like sometimes, especially again, I've said this before, certain times of the month, I just get so angry so quickly about nothing. And so, you know, the the how is how are you feeling? Can you dig a bit deeper to get it the fear? that underpins your anger? Do you fear being abandoned? Do you fear being seen as weak? Do you fear losing? Do you fear being left behind? And it's amazing how expressions of vulnerability can save an ailing relationship by just deepening intimacy and fostering understanding. When I say I feel weak, when I kind of admit to something, it can be very disarming, right? So it eases tension during a fight or an argument, and it can turn an argument into a conversation. Mm -hmm. I really think that genuine vulnerable expressions can shift an argument into an actual discussion. And when Mm -hmm. I reflect back on the argument we had the other night, I think there was a bit of that where it's like one of us, I don't want to share everything. Listen, listen, kids, we're not going to share everything. (laughs) Yeah, you know you're (laughs) supposed to be totally open, but I don't want to get into the details of it. But I do know that when I see vulnerability in you, I soften and that anger softens. And sometimes it just takes one of you Mm -hmm. to admit you know what, here's what I'm craving. Like I want to feel good enough. Um, I want to feel loved. I want to feel valued. I want to feel important. I want to feel safe. I want to feel nurtured. And maybe you can't use the words to express your emotional need, but how is your partner supposed to fulfill this emotional need if you can't find some way to say it? Again, I go back to kids and with kids, sometimes, you know, we'll print out a bunch of emotions with a bunch of kind of emojis and put it on the fridge so that when they are having a meltdown, they can point and say, here's the one.
1: Can you print one of those for me, please?
0: You know what? I think it's really useful to us. <laughs> oh, no,
1: I'm serious.
0: Like, even if I say name 15 emotions, that's for a lot of us put on the spot. It's hard to do. So I think that if we had like these lists...
1: I'm so glad you didn't just ask me to name 15 emotions.
0: <laughs> no, I have no time to edit, Brandon.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> uh, whole lot of ums and ahs.
0: So if you can't use the words, I think it's very difficult to get your partner to fulfill this need. And, and again, it's not, it's not your responsibility to cultivate all the feelings that your partner wants. It can't fall solely on, on you. So I think we both have to look at it. If, I, if I'm feeling... I'm trying to think what I was feeling the other night. Oh, it had to do with value. Like, I I think Mm -hmm. I told you it's something to do with respect. If I'm not feeling the thing that I'm trying to feel, yeah, I can ask you to help me feel that way. But I also have to look at, okay, why does this deficit exist independently of this relationship? When we don't get what we need, we so often blame the easiest target. And in relationships, that easiest target is like the person you're living with, right? Mm -hmm. We do it with friends. We do it with parents. We do it with siblings. It's oftentimes... A matter of proximity, don't you think? Like we just reach for the person who's there. So I can admit that sometimes when I feel disrespected, it comes from all the little micro experiences of disrespect that I experience all day, mm. right? Like whether it's a message I receive mm-hmm. or something somebody else says to me or the way I'm treated you know, when I walk into a space, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm yep. I'm disrespected everywhere I go, but there are small things. And sometimes, you know, I know it's for certain reasons to do with my identity, to do with my work, and that can add up. And so I can arrive at you to our relationship, to our home, maybe already 50 percent depleted. And then you do something small or I perceive you to be doing something like when I reflect on what happened. I realize that it was my perception in terms of why I was feeling disrespected. It wasn't that you were disrespectful is that I was reading something a certain way. And it comes from. Maybe showing up with that depletion already there. So just kind of thinking about how. How are you feeling? And what, what is a little deeper than mad, sad, glad? And we've talked about this before, but I think it goes, it follows really importantly from the why. So why do I want to work on this? How am I feeling? And how do I want to feel, right? And often two times, those two things are at odds and I need to figure out, all right, how are we going to bridge the gap? And then we get into the what. So how, why, what? what do you want what do you want to change and is your want or your expectation is it reasonable can you compromise on this you can't have everything you want So I have to identify what is the change I'm looking for. And if you're like, again, I think about all these cases that are coming my way. Sometimes it's very specific. You know, I want my partner to not cheat on me. Sometimes it's like I want my partner to pull their weight at home. And sometimes it's a little bit broader, right? I want to get back in sync with my partner. I want to have deep, meaningful conversations. I want to address this disconnect. And those can be kind of bigger things. But I think if you can write it down, oftentimes it feels a lot less overwhelming. So what do you want to change? What are you willing to compromise? Okay, you're not going to get everything you want. What are you willing to do to create this change? And again, some things are within your control, some things aren't. What are you asking of your partner? What can I do right now? Like what what can I do at this moment to soothe? And what can I do kind of bigger picture? What are the steps or strategies for? And then what can we do right now if you're, if you're dealing with a partner? What are the steps, strategies we can plan for? And I think there's a big one, like what excuses am I willing to let go of? I feel like, oh, if you can't answer this, sometimes you're not really willing to do your part. Again, there are exceptions to that. Like I think about all these different situations that I'm that I'm uh, dealing with, with other people's stuff. And some of them, it is really beyond their control. But I, I do think we have to look at excuses and begin with ourselves. What can you do differently? You can make requests to your partner, but you can't control their behavior so we have to start with ourselves and with our own expectations and of course everything with nuance people like if somebody's hurting you if somebody's if you're in a situation where there's a really significant power imbalance if there's abuse i'm not it's not about what you can do obviously Th- those are exceptions so please hear this with nuance but i think if imagine and i let me just say this first and foremost i do not go into conflict with like all right why how what i'm like the angry rhinoceros.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I wonder if people think that we go into arguments <laughs> and it's like, well, this is what we need to do. And it's like, no, we have arguments. Like everybody else has argument arguments and reflecting back on that argument from the other night, it is like, I will say that for me, it's very difficult to, you, you know, that what, like, how do you, what am I going to do to, to what can I do right now mm-hmm. to feel better about me, about, about this about how I'm acting In this argument, what could I be doing?
0: And it's not like we stop and do this. I want to just like really emphasize that we are unreasonable people like all people. (laughs) No, you know what I mean? That's not like I'm like, oh, here's this tool. I think people might get the idea that like, oh, they just sit down and they share their, their, Their their why, their how and their what. But I do think we get to this, which is why only like 40 hours later... I actually kind of forgot about that argument. I only brought it up in the context of this discussion for this topic. But I think the reason we move forward is because we get to these these tools, these approaches pretty quickly.
1: I do want the emoji thing, though. Okay, I'm, I'm going to print, print you a list. I'm yep. going
0: gonna, gonna to laminate it. I'm going to get myself a laminator. Can I ask you, how do you feel like the argument the other night was resolved? Like, why did we get there? Oh,
1: the resolution was a little bit of space. Yeah. I remember... You know, once we got to a certain point in the argument, I didn't feel like I was being productive. I, I made sure, at least from my perspective, that things were okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't storming out in you know in the middle of a of some point, but we had gone as far as we could. I left. I went into the other room, and I don't know if you know if you knew this, but I made notes. Like I made a bunch of notes, and then uh, that gave me a chance to reflect on what I was thinking, what I was feeling, and I and I felt like when I came back to um, came back to the room that I came with a bit, a bit of a clearer head and a calmer vibe and a calmer vibe. And we (laughs) rekindled that conversation and we got it as far as we could that night and we went to bed.
0: I think also what I remember is like apologizing on both sides. Like Mm -hmm. I remember feeling genuinely badly for my part in it. And I remember also you saying, sorry, like, and it felt genuine. And I mean, that sounds so, I don't know, oversimplified, but I think it wasn't just like a one one-way thing where it's like, okay, this is my fault. This is what I have to do. I think we were like, man, we both screwed this up.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. But again, it was all of these tools from, I feel like we use them all. We just didn't go about it where it was like, you're why, you're how, you're what. It was they were woven into the conversation and there was this underlying these underlying principles of mutual respect for one another and a desire to rectify or fix the problem.
0: Right. And you know, I actually had not planned at all on talking about that argument in the context mm-hmm. of this why, how, what kind of quickie episode. It just kind of came up. And mm-hmm. so I had thought about, you know, the the why, how and what approach for people who are struggling in relationships in the context of all these messages I'm receiving but I also um, realized that we sort of use it and you started with the why. Mm-hmm. The how comes more naturally to us. Like I think we definitely say how we're feeling. I'm not saying we immediately get at the deeper layers. But I mean, all I want to do in life is tell you how I feel. Like too much probably. <laughs> so that comes naturally. And then the well, I what. remember how
1: we fixed it.
0: Oh, God, stop. <laughs> we
1: did it. Halpert. <laughs> Halpert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I hope this is h- helpful for people just to think about why you want to work on it. How are you feeling and how do you want to be feeling? And what are you willing to do to change? Um, and are you willing to kind of manage those expectations? So this is a quickie one. I hope you'll use it or consider it. And um, I hope we didn't share too much about, <laughs> well, you did. We made That's up. at the end. <laughs> hey, I mean,
1: we didn't, yeah, I guess I did Just how we fixed it. We're good now. Yep.
0: All right, babe, thanks for chatting. Thank you. Thank you for listening, folks, wherever you're at. hope you have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life.